started then. How, how are you doing? <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm well. Uh, it's an interesting time for me going from, you know, pandemic industry shut down, uh, what I was doing during that hiatus to full steam ahead. I'm advancing currently advancing two tours simultaneously. One of them I leave on in two weeks. The next one, I literally have three days off before I start pre-production on the next one. So okay. kind of going from zero to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, plant chill on those three days for you. Of course, I don't need to tell you how to self-care. I'm sure that you, you, you live a, a delightful uh, and joyful life. <laughs> We'll see about these tours. I am implementing a lot of new uh, new structures and trying some new things out for mental health space and recovery space on tour. So I'm excited about that. Oh, good. Oh, we'll talk about that in just a minute then. Okay. Hey, listen, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on No Thanks But Yes. it's. Um, I started this back in October as a hobby because I often have conversations with really awesome people. And I thought, let's record this. Um, splendid people chill conversations but everyone has something in common they've overcome a chaotic substance relationship with alcohol or drugs and um, they're not really kind of trudging with a bag of rocks they're thriving and their recovery is contagious and i don't know i just hope folks will be encouraged to come get them some with many diverse faces and voices and pathways and um saw you on LinkedIn. We met on LinkedIn. Right. And the wildest thing about that, I mean, it's not wild. This is, this is the timing. This is how God, the universe works. So I don't go on those socials uh, too often. I've been on a hiatus okay. and I popped on LinkedIn because um, the company I'm working for now, um, the startup is hiring. So I was popping, just happened to be there, right? Yeah. place right time looking for something completely different and found you so oh well right i am something completely different <laughs> <laughs> i love it though well, this that's is how a, supposed to be that'll be our story then oh yeah we met on linkedin yeah right on okay so hey listen yes who are you who am i man i've been trying to figure that out since i was like five years old maybe three uh, I think that is the age old journey, yeah. especially for people. I, I, this is my opinion only. Everything I say is my opinion. I'm no expert on anything other than trying to find out who I am. I'm you're an expert an, in that. You're an expert um, on you. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hire one. You hire it. Um, anyway, so I, um, I'm a, I'm a person living in long-term, uh, recovery. I, um, I'm a tour manager by trade. So my skill set is on the road with um, music industry artists, primarily um, drag artists, events, festivals, um, live events um, as a skill set. I'm also a recovery certified recovery specialist. I've been a recovery advocate for years. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm just a girl with a rock and roll dream who had a bad cocaine habit and somehow turned it around. Hey, right. Right. At the end of the day, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, and, and other substances and other issues and isms that all coincide as, as a lot of us in this um, journey know. But uh, 
Well, we have yeah, a lot in common, I, I think, then. But what's your name? My name's Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Would you like a last name? Would you like a nickname? Sure. Tell us who you are. Yeah, tell <laughs> us everything about you. Oh, my God. You don't have time. Um, my name is Kristen Schlosser. Um, I go by the nickname Gypsy. That's a name that I was given uh, back in the late 90s by a very um, uh, influential in my life and many people's life uh, music artist. And so because he called me that, that stuck. And wow. uh, yeah, I... Uh, that's my name. That's me. <laughs> All right. So Gypsy. Yes. And um, you you work in, in, in tour management, a very LGBTQ plus friendly initiative, uh, working mm -hmm. with drag queens, got a, a experience working in, in, in rock touring, apparently. And uh, that's how you got your moniker. And oh, boy, I'd love to hear that story someday. Um, the who and why and what of that when, once once you want to but um it's a good, okay. one. It's a good one okay a good one. well maybe in 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 part two <laughs> so uh yeah um tell us uh so you identify as a person in recovery you said i'm a person in long-term recovery and uh i ask everyone who joins the show what does that mean to you what does recovery mean <clears throat> recovery means something different to me literally almost every day, month or year. Um, when I first started down this path and I kind of just had that cold, hard intervention into a psychiatric facility and into um, an inpatient residential treatment facility. And out of that, I went into um, <clears throat> a 12-step um, a fellowship, um, became a member of the community, the support group. Um, and I stayed in that path and I, I stayed in that structure. Um, and I just followed along blindly because I had no better uh, solutions. And I had, they seemed to be all right. They were kooky and fun and weird. And I'm like, all right, y'all are good. The coffee sucks, but this is entertaining. <laughs> the, coffee, the coffee smelled right and, and it became part of the culture. But you're right. Uh, the, yeah, the coffee was not good. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, all that, I say all that to say that I just, I kind of just went went for the ride and the ride took me into a place of, of recovery, which sobriety and recovery to me are two entirely different things. Oh, right on. Yeah, I get sober. For me, getting sober was taking all the substances um, that I'd been re relying on. And even in, in some instances, taking the recover the coping skills, the negative coping mechanisms that I had developed, which some were substances, some were other isms, um, and removing that, that, that for me is sobriety. That's my jumping off starting point, right? Right and on. Recovery, honestly, I don't even know when recovery started for me. And I don't know how it started. I remember an old timer one time telling me that it was like the coffee that they brew, that you put the coffee in the pot, the pot, you turn it on, you put, the, you put the water in the coffee and you turn it on and it starts percolating. And eventually you get coffee. And he's like, that's recovery. You take this, you put this together, you, 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 you put these elements in and, and then it, it starts to work and just sit down and listen. So for me, recovery has just been a constant um, a releasing of some trauma, getting rid of bad habits, engaging in new positive self-care routines, learning to forgive myself and others, 
pausing when I'm angry, you know, uh, not cussing someone off on the freeway or cussing somebody out on the freeway. I mean, that's recovery. I know it sounds crazy to some people because they think, well, no, recovery is not drinking and not doing drugs. Okay, well, for you, if that's your story, cool. But for me, recovery is learning how to be a relatively flexible, upbeat, positive human, a member of society that has crazy ideas and a brain that won't stop, you know? And, and how do I treat that underlying? Right. How do I treat my humanity, right? Recovery for me is learning what my humanity is, what my issues are and navigating in a world that doesn't necessarily set me up to to win with my isms boom <laughs> I, guess, damn. I don't know damn. is that recovery i don't know it's what i got yeah it is and i'll tell you what <laughs> if it's coffee I, i'm digging what you're brewing yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you got good coffee for sure oh that's man. it I, I dig the distinction between um, abstaining from substances, which is is part of many people's recovery process. Mm -hmm. It's one of mm -hmm. the ingredients, mm -hmm. but, but so much more, uh, so much more. And and not that we're imposing our expectation of our recovery on others. It's it's all it's personal, and uh, yours is a deeply meaningful awareness of who you are and a relationship between yourself and others in this world and, and a joyful experience too, that I can see. So yeah. a, a good, a good friend of mine, uh, Bill White talks about uh, recovery being contagious, uh, yeah. get close to it, get it on you, get it on other people, you know, spread it. <laughs> yes, I like it. I remember somebody used to say, I wish I could just give this to you in a bottle. Yeah. Right. But I do believe that, um, practicing, um, in day-to-day -day life, just living by example, um, right? That that I, that is giving it to other people, Indeed. right? I'm not giving them the finger anymore, so yeah. you know, maybe I'm right giving on. them something positive. No, that is that in that is it. You 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 contagious recovery, and folks want to come get them some, and and you know, and and we touch on that in some cultures. You know, if if you've decided you want what we have, mm -hmm. and um, you know. I think it's important for us to present what we have as an appealing thing. And I think you got that going on. Well, that's cool. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Thanks. So, yeah. <laughs> so tell us about what, what you do. Tell us a little bit more about your gig. Um, it is an LGBTQ friendly um, organization environment. Primarily we work um, in the queer artistry space and that is um, new to me. As far as tour management, it's not a new space to me. Right. 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 Um, but I have done everything from rock and roll to um, rap music, Bone Thugs and Harmony oh. up there. There's, you know, there's little. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've been all over the map as far as tour management, festival organization. Um, and currently I'm getting ready to go out for a full year of touring, um, producing um, on tour many drag, drag artists tours. So, yeah, and um, I'm also simultaneously building out the touring department because, like I said, this is a new organization. So I'm handling the tour team build um, for all of North America. So I'm staffing the crew. Um, I'm helping with all of the deliverables and assets and um, just, I don't know, there's so many facets to what a tour manager does that I don't even want to get into it. It's, it's gotcha. bullet points, but... Uh, um, I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta tell you, um, 
I dig, I dig drag on, on so many levels. Uh, one of my family's favorite shows to watch is RuPaul's Drag Race. And, and we, I believe it's just one of the most deeply meaningful shows in that um, there's, there's these layers of vulnerability that are revealed, but it's in supportive space. And um, it's always like good medicine to watch. There's some TV you watch and you're like, ugh. God, I don't feel so good now, but every time I watch that and, um, and folks uh, would come out on the show saying, you know, I've had a chaotic relationship with substances, but now I don't. So they're basically saying I'm in recovery and I'm, I'm cheering along with them. And, and, and I'm imagining that, um, you know, the instance of incidents of, uh, of uh, substance use problems in the LGBTQ community and in the drag community is is probably pretty high, and with the added layer of of uh, discrimination that that folks may encounter. Or do you do you um do you, do you have any, do you see much of that yourself? Um, I definitely do, and that's one of my initiatives, and that's one of my uh, goals that I'm uh, looking into developing a part two or three we could go into that because it's still in discovery <laughs> phase um yeah. but yes to what you were saying about the drag artistry um and the vulnerability i mean what i'm learning and seeing more and more is that that's also it is a type of self-discovery it's very similar um and i don't want to say coming out in the term of you know whatever it's it's intended a meaning is but also um letting personalities come out letting mm-hmm. healing come out uh letting authenticity come out right it's um it's 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 definitely a powerful art form um and i think when you have um any type of vulnerable artistic um spirit and humanity personally i think i believe that there's also a lot of trauma and maybe um dissonance and maybe there have been challenges and there have been uh familial trauma or there's been substance use or there's been some type of unhealthy coping mechanism that um a lot of um artistry can help to heal right yeah and i don't think drag artistry is any different than you know writing a heavy you know Guns and Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, you know, type song, right? It's all right. expression and it's all cathartic, hopefully. Or if it's not some deep, you know, existential revelation, at least it's fun and entertaining. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's that's awesome. It seems like uh, it seems like your worlds are coming together yes. in, in opportunities to um to be successful, but also to help other people be successful. And uh, I'm excited for you. I've experienced that similar synergy in my life, you know, of, of, of the walls coming down in between my, my personal stuff and, and, and my work and my fun. It's all coming together. It's Pretty almost good. like somebody is writing the script. It's almost like I'm not in charge. <laughs> It's almost like a little bit of this is planned and preordained and, uh, and I'm yeah. doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel it, like. It, yeah, it makes you wonder what role creator plays sometimes, you know, or maybe if it's just us getting out of the way and maybe everybody uh, can come get them some. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the Kristen show is not very entertaining. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> You're there. So, yeah. okay, we talked about, uh, you know, what is recovery? We talked about your, your gig. Um, what do you do for fun? That's an interesting question. Um, so I, uh, I don't know. Fun for me has changed over time. It used to be thrill seeking and I needed big, wild, crazy experiences and almost like a top of adrenaline or chaos to have fun. And now it, um, fun for me is actually a self-care routine. I do Kundalini yoga. So I'm a Kundalini yoga practitioner. Um, that is fun for me. Um, seeing myself overcome um, a lot of the things that I've overcome and finding just a, the ability to sit and read a book and have a cup of coffee in the morning in peace yeah. with no true cares or worries and no anxiety is that is fun for me because I lived so many years unable to sit in that comfortable, okay space, right? I mean, I like silly things. I like roller skating. Um, you know, I like to um, travel. Even I do a lot of it with work. But I like uh, I like to spend time with my husband when he's home from tour. Nice. So my fun is is just sort of life, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You, sounds like you're finding joy in in the daily things. Yeah. And um, yeah, I dig. Kundalini Yoga. We had a guest, a good friend of mine, Sasha Alexandra Ramos. She's a teacher of Kundalini. And uh, I tried a little bit of it and I felt it. Um, yeah. For sure. And I, I dig the quiet coffee in the morning and I, I dig hanging out with my partner too, for sure. Yeah. And, and the reason I asked that is um, uh, I think it's important for folks to see that, you know, recovery is joyful. You know, some some advocates may come forward and say, you know, every day is a struggle, bro. And I'm just like, <laughs> I know, I know that person. I know, I met him. How long I you been in recovery? Him. Ten years. I'm like, you still, you still Sisyphus, man. What's up? <laughs> oh, let me push that boulder. I did not want to put that baggage down. <laughs> so you know, I. I want, yeah. I want to see, you know, I want to see a joyful life that, uh, not that, that we always have to be happy or anything, yeah. but like, you know, we, we're, we're living and, and I don't know, uh, there's a lot of people that I want to come get them some, you know, freedom from their bondage with alcohol and drugs or even recovery and, um, I give them a glimpse of what's on the other side, you know, for sure. Yeah. And that, I mean, that looks different for everyone. I mean, make no mistake. I, I, I was pushing that boulder just as heavy. You know what I mean? Many years Same. of my recovery, Same. right? Yeah. Um, I have a, um, a woman in a leadership role in my uh, recovery who um, anytime she talks about her, her recovery journey, she always says, you know, at 10, it, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to get kind of intense for a minute. She always says, you know, at 10 years sober, I wanted to put a, a gun to my head. Yeah. And that's when I knew I wasn't sober mm. or I wasn't in recovery. Right. I was sober, but I wasn't in recovery. And at that point, things clicked in for her and it changed. And that, that, I mean, every time I hear her talk about it, she was like that. 
Um, so, so I get that. And I mean, I've had dark night of the soul in sobriety, but I didn't pick up a drink or a drug. Um, you know, I've made bad decisions. I've had some, some things happen and yeah, life happens, but overall the weight has come off of it and I can process things quicker and more freely and more intimately. And I can come to you. I mean, we're relatively strange strangers relatively. And I could come to you and go, Hey man, I feel like this morning when I woke up, I was on edge. This is not, and I have no problem expressing where I'm at these days to get what I need, mm. talk through things. Right. And that for me, um, that was the putting down of the boulder. The moment I realized that I could ask for help and that people yeah. would help me. Right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, keep carrying it, bro. But it's, uh, that, that's, that's a great way to, to express the, 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 uh, the notion of life still shows up you know, and, mm -hmm. but we change and, and our relationship with life and with other people changes. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. That's the thing about recovery for me that it just, it's ongoing. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's not the same every day. There are certain little tools and tricks that I've used like here. This is one of my favorite. This is so old school. I love it. Do you see this little pink this is gratitude. Gratitude. Okay. Yeah. Just my little daily. I get up. I have my coffee. What am I grateful for? I just write my little, right? Yeah. This is it. Yeah. So simple little things. You don't, you don't wait for each November to make your gratitude list. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you do it every day. I do it a couple That's, times a day if I need to. It's um, a solid cognitive exercise with evidence to support its efficacy. That's good stuff. So ooh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Damn straight. No, that's right. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, speaking of books, um, do, do you do you got anything out there? I, I know you like to 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 write. You mentioned. Um, is there anything that you want to? talk about that you've written or that you intend to write or do we need not go there no we can go i mean we can go there so i mean i have one book uh that i published in during the um the initial lockdown of 2020 uh it's actually a poetry book so what i did was uh the initial lockdown was a lot for me to process i guess i think like most humans this is like oh this is happening Okay, wow. Um, and because of um, certain uh, mandates and restrictions and whatnot, I wasn't able to fellowship the same and get out and meet my people. And yes. uh, everything shifted to virtual, which is great. Uh, but for me, one of my coping mechanisms was I wrote a poem a day during the pan pandemic. We're still in it, I understand, yeah. but I think I published a book. Um, it's called Poems from Cell Block Quarantine. And each day I picked a topic that I thought, well, let's just ruminate on what this means to me at this point in my life and write a poem about it. So it's not necessarily recovery based, um, but it was a, a coping skill for me in my recovery, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know, you know, some people just get up and, and, and exercise. I had to write a book and publish it. I don't know. Nice. That's my <laughs> I, I, and you know what? And I saw it. So it is available for folks to uh, to check it, out? It actually is available. Um, I believe I just put it on. I, this is outside my wheelhouse. Like I said, it was just a little labor of love. Um, 
it's on Amazon. I think there's a Kindle version maybe, and you can get the hard copy. I mean, heck, if somebody wants to find me, I will put a copy in the mail to them. Uh, so I have a bunch of copies here, but I'm also, um, I've been writing my, uh, sort of memoir. So, uh, life of, um, yeah, what it was like, what happened and what it's like now kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, that, that details my entire journey into, um, some really harrowing situations and, and places in downtown Los Angeles and California and some, some things that it, this sounds, if you look at me now, you can't picture what was happening then, but I I, I want to document it and detail it and to to really let people know that yeah this is how bad it got for me but this is how good it is now type thing. Oh, I'd love so, for you to do that. Uh, we've, got, we've had a couple of memoir authors on here, um, Brian Cuban and Tracy Helton. Yeah, and Tracy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They've had interesting lives and and compelling yeah. stories and. Yeah, so I'm working on that. It's called, um, it has a title, a working title, Snapshots, Memories, and Delusions, because sometimes I don't know. There, there, There's a chunk, people, I like to say that I don't remember the 90s, because there are parts of it that are honestly might be a blackout. Mm -hmm. And uh, memories and snapshots and things that come back more will be revealed type thing. And I don't always know if it was true or not, so. Yeah, dig it. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Well, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. And I'll I'll throw a link in for the for the uh the poetry book. I, th I think that's brilliant. Um you, you're you're very uh practical and active in, in your recovery with the gratitude lists, with the writing of the poetry, um, you know, action and more action. It's really cool. And it, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. Thank and the, you. And the results are there. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like every day was a a party, but you know, it was it was manageable with with your 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 family, your network, and and your the the skills that you've learned in recovery. And cool. We need to hear about that stuff too. I think so. Yeah. Well, um, we often uh, finish up with uh putting everybody on the spot with um you know a message i want millions and millions and millions of listeners and it'll happen i'll put it out there but yeah that's right it will we're getting lots of different messages from folks and they're all just absolutely beautiful and so what would what would you like to tell people <laughs> tell people in general all of humanity or people that might have a chaotic uh relationship with substances Whatever you feel compelled to, if if you envision some young person that's uh, oh. trying to overcome it, or someone at their ten year mark that's wondering if it's worth it, you've covered a lot of really cool stuff. Or society in general that really needs, you know. Oh, so much, so many messages. It's interesting though, because I did spend the last year working with teen girls in recovery at a um, treatment facility. Oh. And inpatient, that's what I did during, for work during the pandemic. So I did get to see a lot of these young girls. And my biggest, I think my biggest message was, this is going to sound so cheesy, but love. Mm. You're, worth, you're worthy of love. If you can't give it to yourself, I'll give it to you. If I'm running low on it, I'll go recharge and come back and give it to you. But love really is 
the way out of all of this and finding that um, it takes help, right? I, I remember one, one young girl who looked at me and she said, yeah, but if you knew the things that I had done, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even talk to me. And I said, I can 100% guarantee you that I wrote the book on the things that you've done and you're just reading a page out of that book. Mm. And I love you no matter what, yeah. period. That was it. So that's it. The substance is not the person. The substance is just a, a symptom of a, you know, something else going on. And I, I don't, I don't know anyone who has a, um, those issues that doesn't deserve love yeah. and a way out. So that's it. That's my big message. Whew, I must be a hippie. No, no, and and nothing cheesy about love. Love is power. Love protected Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there and, it is. You know, and all you need is love, John Lennon. Absolutely. God rest his soul. Yeah. So yeah, you deserve love. You deserve a way out. Yeah, that's it. That's the message. You deserve love. You deserve a way out. Mm. And there are, there are pathways out. Indeed. Indeed. Proof. Proof. You got out. Yeah. yeah. And, and one one of our other guests, uh, Maya Solovit, she said, you know, if 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 and and if this pathway is not working for you, I can almost guarantee you that there's another one. Mm -hmm. So, find it. Yeah, and the path might change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine has. So. Yeah. That's good. Well. Yeah. We yeah. covered a lot of really cool stuff. I think it's really, um, I'm glad we met and, and I hope we stay in touch and um, Me too. have a good day. I'm going to do that. You do the same. And thank you so much.